On this episode, baby Ariel becomes the second person ever to be on the show a second time. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Everybody, it's Gary Vay, Nurch Huck, and this is episode 296 of the Ask Gary V Show, and this is a very rare occurrence. I, I, is this the second, first? Uh, how many people have we ever had on twice? Casey. Casey. And I think that's it. That's it. Oh, wow. Our second, so second ever. second twice. <laughs> and Charlemagne the God's gonna be very upset because I think he's booked soon, and he, so baby Ariel sneaks under Charlemagne the God to be the second ever uh, two-time guest of our show. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to have you. There's so much to catch up on. Uh, for everybody watching, I guess three years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you and your buddy at the time, yeah. at, you guys still friends? You guys yeah, talk? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, came through. It was a big show about m- Musical.ly and what yes. was going on with you two in that platform. And I can easily say that um, in, there's been a lot of things I've predicted that would go well, You know, usually apps or things of that nature, but it makes me super happy to have you here this morning to Thank see you. everything that's been going on with you over the last three years. And I'm sure there's some fun little quote that the team will pull out from me three years ago saying, I believe in these gals and they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're gonna make it and this and that. And now here we are the day before your book's coming out. Yes. I've seen you doing some real things in music mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and film and TV. So for, for me personally and mm-hmm. the people at home, let's just, I'll just set the context. You broke out on Musical.ly on that platform yes. and became one of the most followed people. You obviously, like many people, transferred that attention to other platforms mm-hmm. and have amassed a huge following in other places, Instagram and such. But from the point when we last saw you over the last three years, take it from, okay, I'm crushing it on Musical.ly and then you know, what did you decide? What, you know, how did you get strategic about siphoning that audience? What then started happening? You know, what's, what's it about? And then more importantly, what's the book about? And then most importantly for the audience watching, for all the people that are, you know, nine to 99, or what I think you have an incredible story to tell at some point, may, probably not your biggest passion right this minute, but I think you can have an enormous impact on parents and the way they think about having their young kids play on these platforms because you've obviously, you know, so many people want to dwell on things like bullying and negativity, but we're spending no time or not enough time mm-hmm. on the fact that it fundamentally changed the course of your life exactly. and, and, and theoretically creates, you know, I don't want to count your money or your happiness, but creates generational opportunities. 100%, yeah. Um, that you're not even thinking about, nor should you <laughs> at this point. And that means a lot to me and it's very big thesis of me and mine of you know the internet mm-hmm. and the things built on top of them, people currently are spending all their time worrying about it and I think that net net, it's creating so much opportunity and happiness mm-hmm. and I don't think we spend enough time on that. So that's heavy stuff towards the end but like take me back to three years ago, what progresses? Um, so three years ago, I started on an app called Musical.ly as you know and one thing about me is you know Musical.ly happened by accident like it wasn't you know I went on there for fun and it was great but I've been acting you did that as a normal kid it's exactly a nor- yes. that, that was just what I did yes. you know same way you go on Instagram you go That's on Twitter right. um, but I've been acting and singing and like since I was little you yes. know my dad is a musician my mom's yes. an actress so once I started on Musical.ly I was like, okay this is great I love it I love social media I love to entertain and this is happening let's see how we can use this platform and 
build off of it. You know, I I love social media, but I would want to continue with acting. And I want to continue with singing and I want to continue with everything like that. So um, what's it called? I use social media. I started gaining doing YouTube, Instagram and everything like that met people in the music industry, started playing around with piano and singing and, you know, created some songs, worked more on my acting. And it took time, but, um, yeah, started writing my book. Um, What is the book about? The book is really my journal entries and my stories and anecdotes about growing up. Yep. um, About, you know, my first day of school, about self-love. It talks a lot about social media and cyberbullying and confidence um, and my stories and whether they're sad, happy, whatever, and how I learned from those events and how other kids can learn from what happened to me, like my real stories and like my advice based on what happened, you know, like, like things like, you know, your first day of school or your first kiss or your crush or even loving yourself and social media and the world that social media is right now and how we have to like stay confident in who we are and we can't compare ourselves to others. And like my, you know, my experience on social media with being like a social media person and having like being compared to other people and how I got through that and how kids, whatever scale they are in social media. What what was your biggest insecurity hurdle? Like no, like Mm -hmm. for real, for real. If you like obviously, you know, when you're on the Today Show or real TV or things of that nature, you're not gonna be able to go, you're gonna have to be a little more vanilla, like on this platform. Exactly, for, yeah. <laughs> for the, You know, for the people that watch, like like to really truly make an impact for you, mm-hmm. what was really truly the biggest thing you had to get over? My real insecurity, I think was my body, I wanna say, and sure. like looks, you yeah. know, because I've always been confident in, like my personality is me. Like this is me. Like I, like I'm me. But I was never so aware of the way I looked. And suddenly, you know, I was making musicallys and I was taking pictures of myself. And nobody had heard the sound of my voice before. They just saw me creating these lip sync videos. And it was all looks, and it was all like the way I was. And I was never you were, so. You were also what? Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. So I was never so aware yeah, but of I mean, that's, you myself. Know, yeah. More importantly. You're talking about an age where, you know, look, this is what men and women go through, but obviously I think women go through it earlier. There's this transition where like, and you know, as a dad of a young woman and like, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, you know, four seconds ago, you're like watching YouTube making slime or like dressing up in the living room and five seconds later, like makeup and like whispering about boys and like, looking at your body in the mirror, that's a, that, and Transitions. whether, and whether it, ha- you know, some people it happens 11 and 12, and some people it happens at 16, mm-hmm. but whenever it happens, it's big. Yeah, for sure, and I think that's what, definitely, I was, you know, starting musically in this whole thing, and getting looked at at that age where I was just starting to become comfortable with myself, so I had to learn how to be comfortable with me, while other people were learning how to, like, were learning about me, and who I was, and I think that was, it was definitely the hardest challenge. That's something that I talk about in the book. Did you spend, did you find yourself spending or dwelling over comments about weight or or pimples or things? Like, you know, looking back, and I remember, because I was interested in that at the time, um, especially for the Musical.ly stars, because it went so much younger, mm-hmm. because, with Instagram. Yeah, the time, like, it's a lot younger. A lot younger, and, and for me, it's all psychology, and I want to learn. Excuse me. And I remember thinking, 
So what I do a lot is read comments, mm-hmm. more so than look at comment uh, content, excuse me. And so, you know, you would get thousands of comments, 94% of which were positive and great. Oh, for sure. But, you know, 6% is still a lot. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, you could get 9,000 comments if only one is negative at that age and that yeah. For sure. And that was, I looked at like a ton of my comments because that at the time, because it wasn't like, okay, you know, let's build off of musically, let's build off of Instagram. Like it was my psychology at that time was just, oh, this is fun. And like I'm gaining a following. I was 14, you know, like in the first few months, we're just, let's see what but, people say. Let me ask you a question because I think this is also very important. Mm-hmm. With, with parents that were in entertainment mm-hmm. or had entertainment skills, you couldn't have been a hundred percent like, whoa, like you, it had to be somewhere in the back of your mind of like, wait a minute, this could be, you know, even at 14, it, if you're always singing and dancing and things of that nature at a young age, you could have been 93% human, but 7% or 2% or 9 or 13% uh-huh. had to be like, hmm, if this really takes off, maybe something. It's it's like, like, a, like for sure, but it was weird, like at the beginning, I was, like, it wasn't even I was new to Musical.ly. I was new to social media Period. in general. Yes. You know, so this was like. Was I, that the first platform you were on? Because by the time you came and saw me, we were you were talking about Twitter being big in high school and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Was, but was Musical.ly a couple years earlier the first thing you were on? It was a co- like a collection. Like, I yeah. think, like, All probably, like, yeah, like, I, like, that's, like, when I just got my iPhone, oh. for example. So that was, like, when I was just being introduced. And this was, the beginning was very, like, what is happening? And over time, I think the I want to say the third month is when we, like, I remember sitting down as a family saying, okay, you know, we're gaining a following. We're like getting an Instagram following, Twitter following. Let's create a YouTube channel, for example. Let's open up her LLC and like the website and everything like that. And so it was pretty quick, but those first few weeks slash first month were just kind of like wrapping our heads around what is this and like as a whole. At the time when you were on, you were huge on Musical.ly, but I remember being excited and thought it was funny and couldn't wait to see how it would play out yeah. <laughs> in the fact that at high school, it still wasn't like you were completely getting mobbed by it, that some people knew, mm-hmm. but I assume because of what happened on Instagram and YouTube after, and I don't know if you're like, I assume, did you have to leave school? Like, what, what's happened with your career? Like, do you get homeschooled? Did you like stay in school? Like, what did you do? Yeah, so at that time, it was, I was going into ninth grade. Yep. And I got approached for my first tour. Yes. And the tour was a month long tour. Yep. And we like talked to the office, like the school office. Yep. It was either, really, it was either, you know, you stay in school and, you do social media, you do continue musically, or like, you, go you know, for it. let's go for it. And that's what you thing. did. And that's what we did. Got yeah. it. <laughs> Makes sense. Totally yeah. understand. And so over the last three years of, of growth, what would you say has been the biggest eye opener? What did you, because anti- at that point, again, I think you want, you and the fam, I remember talking to the fam, mm-hmm. had a good understanding, wasn't like complete, like, you know, like it was early, but there was already a lot, you had a lot of followers at that point. Over the last three years, what's been the biggest surprise to you? What didn't you see happening or what played out way different than you thought? I guess it was, I wanna say like, you know, singing and acting, like truthfully, like singing and acting and this whole 
when I started, like for me, musically and YouTube, I don't know why in my head, it wasn't as big as it was in like my, like. Well, it's funny you say that. And I don't, Andy, I really want somebody on the team to watch it carefully. Maybe you can do that. Like watch it real carefully. I remember, I think I'm right about this. I think I remember telling you guys, no, 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 this is Hollywood. Yeah. And Holly, like keep doing this and Hollywood will follow it instead of like stop this and go. Like, I don't know what exactly it is, but I see you shaking your head. Like, it was definitely like, no, 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 guys, this, this is, is it. it. No, and I think that was like, even though like, like people were like, this is it, this is it. But I ha- coming to the realization of, oh no, this is actually like it. You know, like I see- I'm more famous than people on TV yeah. and, <laughs> and, and other places, but because I'm bigger on this platform, was still hard because even though you were young and in like still television and film is on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say this, I think we're just at the cusp where the nine year old you, mm-hmm. like whoever heard Susan in Tennessee, <laughs> is starting to be 50-50 where an Instagram or YouTube or, or celebrity is equal to a Nickelodeon television celebrity. And then I think in six years it will be first phone, second television. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. I think now, I mean, you see like some of these like YouTube videos, for example, are getting longer and longer. They're more like episodes, like there's different series that I'm watching on YouTube, you know, for example. And it's like more of this is television because kids can look up whatever they want now. It's- and, and I apologize for cu- yeah, cutting yeah. you off, and grownups have smart televisions and watching a show on YouTube now is something a 47-year-old can actually click two buttons and do. Exactly. And that was the big turning point. Like what people don't understand is the kids are always gonna, kid, like like we're always, I'm aware, like I'm a kid. <laughs> but ki- but like kids, us, us kids, uh, kids are always gonna adapt to the new thing very easily and like parents are always gonna be like, what's this VCR? Like I used to have to like help set up a VCR or uh-huh. a Nintendo and then that, you know, but once, 30 to 70 can use that technology, it becomes the technology. The fact that Netflix and YouTube are apps on smartphones changed everything because now those people aren't stuck on channels two through 63. Exactly, and I think now with kids too, it used to be, you know, even with the radio and TV, like this was what, like there were certain things that were being fed to them, like this show at this time and this song on this station at this time and that was it. Where now kids really have the control to look up whatever they want. They can watch whatever they want. But you know what's funny, what blows me away is that's right, and mm-hmm. yet every day I have to talk to kids about putting out more songs on Spotify and SoundCloud because they're still, even though they know that, uh-huh. that once they become the artist, they still succumb to the old machine. Exactly. They still want to get A&R'd, they still want to get on iHeart's tour, which is great, mm-hmm. but the reality is the great thing is you literally got a smartphone, got on Musical.ly, and here you are, and it is not as rare as people think. Mm-hmm. You're at a top of the heap in a certain demo, but the long tail of you, AKA, I'm gonna say very basic, for, since this is a business show, yes, there'll be people who have the potential to make seven and more figures, but there are so many people that can make 59,000 a year doing what they love, versus making $59,000 a year doing something they don't love. And mm-hmm. that is game changing. Mm-hmm. 
No, 100%. Facebook, I know you're watching live. Uh, please put in your questions. I see Andy carefully going through it right now trying to find <laughs> questions. But put in your phone number as well because I will call somebody. Uh, I'm sure somebody watching right now has a child that would lose their mind to talk to baby Ariel. <laughs> and so like, if you want to like pull them out of school or, oh, it's actually a day off at school. This is oh, yeah, huge. Is. Wake, up your, your, wake up your kid who's probably still sleeping <laughs> and give them a shot. We'll take some phone numbers. Please put your phone numbers in uh, and, and reference to the comments if you, if you have your kid with you has a question for Baby Ariel. What, what else is, what, talk to me, one thing that I was very excited about when we talked off camera after that episode was I did see the business savvy in the collective team. Mm-hmm. You yourself as a real young girl and, and your parents and the whole thing. Ha, have you enjoyed the business part or is this more about like holy I may win a Grammy or an Academy Award? <laughs> like where are you in your head? Um, you know, I've always been one I think who like I like I lead more with emotion in my heart and I trust my gut I want to say like I really go with who I know I am and you know depending on what brands want to work with me okay like who am I like do I genuinely want to work with that brand because my whole Instagram my everything I always want to be my true authentic self and And the beauty is right and again I want to do this for the audience it gets nice when you can get to the top of the heap and you can pass on things that would have made your head spin just three years ago. Exactly. That's when, it. I, when I pass on speaking somewhere for $125,000 and that is more than I made for the whole year when I was 28 years old, there's never a time I take that for granted. I can't wrap my head around, wait a minute, I just said no to go to Vegas yeah, for two crazy. hours <laughs> and literally like five minutes ago, which is what it feels like, that's how much I made for the entire year. Yeah. That must be crazy when you're turning out a brand deal from a water or a makeup. Exactly. And no. like you would have cried out of happiness four years ago for a third of that much. Uh huh. No, yeah, I think like as time goes on and as you keep building and as I get more knowledgeable about like this business and who I am and who I want to be and like everything going on, like it's like like you said, like I have had brand deals that I know four years ago would have been I remember, you know, the first thing that happened to me. Yep. Was this brand on Instagram yep. was like, oh, we can send you free clothing if you and post you a picture. And I was, yes. that was it for me. You made it. Yeah, that yeah. was it. <laughs> this company wants to send me free clothes. And I right. was. Now if that company offers you 200,000 and the clothes, <laughs> you spit on them like a beep spit on a, on, like, on no. a McGregor. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I get it. I get it. I do. And, and listen, I think people watching are like, that's crazy or that seems ridiculous, but it's like anything else. Once your life gets contextualized, mm-hmm. it becomes contextualized. Like you can't, you can't, you can't unwind exactly. where you're at. What, what's the biggest thing that you haven't done yet that you think about for the next half decade like that gets you excited? Ooh. I want Is there anybody say, you want to collab with? Because I know you're being so like multi-dimensional with music and film and social media. So, you know, A, you could say I want to paint pictures and do something <laughs> else artistic, which you may, or design clothes. I, but B, it also might be working with somebody you admire. I think for me, like my dream, I would definitely want to put out an album and hopefully just either be able to like direct a movie or do another movie or um, produce a movie or write. I don't know, just I really, going forward, I feel like I have, I don't wanna say like not like a, I have like my base of like everything that I love and I just wanna continue learning about each space and building off of what I am doing. And 
like mentally and myself wise, like just seeing what I'm able to do and go from there kind of thing. That makes sense to me. <laughs> have you have you or your team, parents and things of that nature, have you sniffed out though that when you go more into the mature industries, the flexibility gets sucked out? Like oh. how have you, you know, to me the fascinating thing, and I think you're a beacon, you're an example for me, you know, the mu- the five to seven musically stars or YouTube, you, I think about you, you know, I gave, I, I put you in my, uh, in my music uh, playlist when yes, your song came you. out. <laughs> so obviously, you know, that was so fun when you guys came on the show for me for a lot of reasons, because it's a moment in time, it's why I like filming, and this is, will be another moment in time, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure when we're super old, we'll do another <laughs> video, it'll be fun to mash them all together. Like, hi, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am fascinated by the, enormous freedom that social media is Mm -hmm. and the heavy economics, brands Mm -hmm. reaching out, and then going into album land, movie land, where everything's much slower, much more restricted. Have you felt any of those things as you've gone into some mainstream stuff? You're like, whoa, I didn't realize it's like, have you seen that? No, 100%. I mean, I'm like, like you said, I'm so used to producing something and creating a video or it was, Full up, control, it was up right? to me. Like, yeah. I, if I want to post it, I can post it. And it's my image and it's who I am. This is my Instagram. And now I remember when I was filming the movie on the first day, like I did a one take and my initial, you know, was like, okay, let me watch that back. And I can't even watch, I can't watch that tape back. I don't know what's happening. Or even with music, I record and I write, I'll go into sessions and the people that I'm working with, if they don't like a certain song for right now, that song's not coming out right now. I could love a song. And if it's not right for right now, it's not right for right now. Whereas, you know, maybe me just by myself, I would have put that song out. I, I gotta tell you, I, all my spidey senses, like I'm super fascinated by this. I genuinely believe what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. The nine-year-old you is just not gonna go into the system. <laughs> I really believe that. I believe that you came in, so here's how it worked. 1987, 2002, people went into the system with no control. They got picked, they got lucky, the A&Rs, people that would go to bars and places, like picking, like that's the next Metallica, and like wow, that's how you yeah. made it. <laughs> you're in the you're the next regime, which is you created it, thus giving you the leverage, thus everybody wanted to work with you, but when you went into the system, you have to then work within them. Yep. I think the next version is just direct to consumer. Because what I know is, I just believe that you're more likely to be right about the song you love <laughs> than the people in the middle between you and the end audience because you were a creature of producing mm-hmm. to the audience and the people that we work with in mainstream are creatures of the middle. Exactly. Interesting yeah. stuff. Thank you. Um, okay, we got questions? Yeah. Go ahead, you gonna ask or are you gonna call? All right, we're about to do a call. Uh, I'm gonna ask you in a little bit, so you should give it some thought, who you think is doing interesting stuff as people on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very curious what a social media savant winner star is seeing in the trenches of mm-hmm. like who they think are doing interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Who's this? Kate? Yes. Awesome. Let's see what Kate has for baby Ariel. Hey, Kate. I assume the book is on Amazon now. Yes, okay. for we'll pre-order. Link that up. And have you been pushing pre-order or have you been waiting for it to launch? I've been pushing a little pre-order, but I know I, I'm, I'm waiting till tomorrow to like just go. Go hard. <laughs> Kate, don't miss your chance. I know, come on, Kate. This is devastating for Kate. We're really disappointed. <laughs> yeah, Kate, we're really upset with you. <laughs> All 
All right, hold on. Hopefully she has an answering machine. We can leave her devastated. Hey, it's Kate. Leave a message and I'll call you back as soon as I can. Perfect. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Kate, it's Gary V and Baby Ariel. Hi. Uh, we're, we're very sad that we missed this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to chat with you. We were very excited, and you didn't answer. That's right, and we were, we were more excited of talking to you than <laughs> even the book coming out tomorrow. I know, come on. <laughs> Kate, we're sorry. We will never call you back. Bye. Say it, bye. All right, we'll go to the next one. While Andy's Poor pulling Kate. it up, who is catching your eye in social? Like, who do you think is doing interesting stuff? Right now, mm-hmm. Shane Dawson. Have you Why? Been, yep. Um, I'm not, I don't even want to get into what I think about like the series and yep. everything, what he's saying. Yep. But I do admire that he is putting out this different format of YouTube. Yep. And it's not just documentary. Exactly. Deep, deep, deep diving into subjects. Exactly. And also storytelling. Exactly. Yeah. And just the okay with oh, here's a longer YouTube video. Yeah. That feels like a TV show. Yeah. Yep. I get it. Really interesting format. Are you spending Hello? a lot of time? Michelle, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. You're on the Ask Gary V Show with baby Ariel. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Gary? I'm doing super well. Say hello to baby Ariel. Hi, baby Ariel. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> What's your question? Very well, thank you. Do you have a question? Oh, my question. My you question got this. Was, you, you caught me off guard. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much we could catch you off guard. You did put your phone number into uh, a into stream. Into the live stream. <laughs> I think one of my questions was life, was it the life coach question? Um, you can ask anything you want. It doesn't matter what you put into the... Uh, you caught my eye with Snapchat. Oh, Andy oh, was Snapchat. excited about your no, Snapchat yes, question. Yes, I have two teenage kids on Snapchat and everything. And... Um, it's such a great platform, but it's such a bad platform, don't you think? I mean, well, how, um, old, how old are your kids, and why do you think it's bad? Yeah. Okay, fifteen, seventeen. Okay. Um, and Snapchat disappears, right? Right. So these kids are growing up in a society of sending things out and everything disappearing, and they have no um, accountability for anything that they're doing. Well, let's, but let's, then when Michelle, let's talk about this. You and I grew up in a world where everything we did disappeared. There was no documentation. Correct. When you went on your but phone, when but, you went on your it phone, it wasn't as instantaneous as this is. Sure, this it, is like sure it was. No, this yours was instantaneous too. When you went in your room, locked your door, and called your girlfriend on the phone and said stuff, and di- right, it would disappear. Nobody, as a matter of fact, it never had the chance of appearing. Everything was disappearing in the way that we grew up. Right. True. True, but I think this is more dangerous. <laughs> well, tell me why, why it's more dangerous. Well, because I think that, that they don't understand at their age everything that they're they're doing. I mean, are you are now, you talking about? When, when, well, let's let's define it. Are you talking about sending each other nude pictures? Yes, okay. absolutely. That's fine, but I think I think what really where you have to take this is where does that all go, right? So I think mm-hmm. couple things. One. For all these nudes that everyone's sending, there's two things that I always tell parents. Number one, it's remarkable in these trillions of nudes that are being sent (laughs) how none of them are showing up in other places, right? (laughs) Number two, a lot of parents call me and go, Gary, I'm scared if my son, you know, girls mature faster than boys. It's really interesting. I think people are really surprised where most of my DMs come from, from parents. Uh It's more Mm -hmm. parents of boys 
worried that girls mature faster and they don't want their boys being spoiled. And I laugh what? and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm being serious. I, and I laugh and I go. But I still agree with that. See? See? Wait, wait, what's she, she, she agrees with that. Here's, what? here's what I always remind parents, Michelle. I remind them that their boys have the internet on Safari on their phone yes. and they are far more likely to go to Pornhub <laughs> than they yep. are to get a nude from some girl in their class and there's a naivete and a fear that's associated with parenting. I mean, look, Michelle, your, your brothers, if you had them, or your friends in your class, they went to 7-Eleven and stole Playboys. Like, boys will be boys at some mm-hmm. level. Like, maturity's gonna happen. 15 and 17 year olds are gonna live through their thing. I think we as parents fear new technologies without fully going through them in like what's actually happening because again, our generation, we're, we're renting VHSs from the video store and waiting for parents to leave to watch like a porn. Like there's just this extreme like demonization of new technologies while humans are still acting the same. Yes, I, I do agree with you to some point. I just think that it's definitely a bad platform too. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, but, but I think you haven't, no. but you haven't given the, like, you haven't given the, like, I, I want to agree with you if you would give me something that is tangible. Saying that 15 and 17 year olds don't fully understand is a universal statement. Okay. You and okay. I at 15 so, to 17 so here's, didn't here's, understand. Here's another, <laughs> here's me. another, here's another one. Give me. Um, a friend, a friend of mine's son posted a picture of a handgun, but it was really just a, an airsoft gun. Okay. And he got suspended from school. Okay. No tolerance. Yeah, but, so but like he to me, didn't realize what he was yeah. doing. He thought he was being I, cool. Mm-hmm. I got it. But but couple right? things. Couple things. But let's talk mm-hmm. about being suspended from school first. Let's mm-hmm. actually like play it out. How devastating or upsetting is that in the macro? For me, it's a non-event in actual life. It may be embarrassing for the mom to have to explain that to the other moms, but in the scheme of human life being suspended from school feels awfully minor. And I can tell you 87 different stories. Uh, In my school, uh, there was something called pantsing. There was a very big thing that happened in junior year of my high school. Here's what it was about. You would, and people are laughing, so I guess it was universal, not just in Jersey in the 90s. (laughs) Pantsing in my high school was you would walk in the halls and people would try to pull down your entire pants. Oh my God. Multiple, multiple kids. Great, so multiple kids in my school got suspended for pulling the pants down of both boys and girls. Literally walking through my high school, I would see naked kids because somebody was behind them and literally not only, and if you were really good at it, you could also get the underwear, which was extremely. That's I'm being dead serious. So, so, you know, so I don't know. I don't want to call out their names because a lot of people watch this. Now, but like people got suspended in my school for pantsing a girl in the middle of the whole school. That's also embarrassing. That wasn't Snapchat. Snapchat's not dangerous. Kids are doing dumb from 13 to 20 because that's the evolution of a human. That's where I would right. go with it. I don't think Snapchat is the problem in the scenario of kid putting up you know, a foam gun. I think kids do dumb and they play out digitally or in real life. I would ask, parents across America, what's worse? Foam gun on Snapchat, by the way, in today's environment, so I have empathy, or yeah. boy pulling down girl's pants, catches underwear, and she's naked in front of the entire school. Both feel pretty difficult to be palpable, but what I'm saying is, do you know how much dumb shit kids
kids are doing in real life and you have no <laughs> idea they're doing it because it's not being documented. We need to, we well, need and to. I'll never say not my kid either because you just never know. It could be my kid tomorrow. Yeah, I think oh. it depends on the person really. I mean, it's not really, I, I don't think it's the, the like Snapchat or Instagram. They could post whatever they want on Instagram. They could post whatever they want. They have, I mean, kids have like Finstas now where they only accept, you know, 10 kids and they're posting Tons of different right. kinds of pictures. I think it really depends on the person and what they're taught. Like for my, for me and my parents, for example, they always, for, from since when I first got a phone, they said whatever you put out there is out there forever. Whether it's on yeah. social media or even in real life, whatever you say to someone, it's like, every, it depends on the person and I think what they're taught and what you taught your kids and if you trust your kids I, I mean I'm not a parent yeah, and, and <laughs> listen, you can come from your perspective look look I think I and Michelle I'm so glad you called because there's so many interesting conversations here number one yeah what does society accept let me talk about my career uh in 2009 nine years ago I started putting out business videos on the internet I was scolded if you go look at the comments I was scolded Michelle scolded for cursing like it was completely unacceptable in, in so many people's eyes. Now mm-hmm. it is just so much min- more minor to most people's eyes than it was just 10 years ago. So I think the other thing is who's the judge and the jury? Like I am super duper not concerned about my child being suspended from school because I disrespect the institution of a <laughs> high school. And I think, things, mm-hmm. I think things evolve. I think the question is intent and who's the kid really in the scheme of things. Because I think this, Michelle, I think you and I can both agree, both of us did some dumb shit in high school. Sure, the everybody end. does. And if they say that they didn't, they're lying. That's exactly <laughs> right. So I think what parents have to reconcile, if I think most parents are actually more worried about the judgment of other parents because they know their kid and they know if they're a good kid or a troubled kid, one way or the other, of how it all plays out. Do you know what I mean? I do, because I tell my kids, I don't care what everybody else thinks, I only care about uh, you two and what I think. That's, that's, I really don't care about other people's judgment, but I'm just saying, as kids too, and as society, they're being looked at. I mean, you know, girls send nude photos, it's like someone pulling down your, it's not the same as someone pulling down your pants, but you're, you're allowing yourself to show the world everything. Uh, listen, and I get right? that, and listen, n- no parent wants to have the visual of their young daughter sending nude photos to somebody else. I, I have unbelievable amounts of empathy for that. I think what I'm most fascinated by, and this is super philosophical, which I think is always dangerous because when these things <laughs> become real to people, they're like, that's cute, Gary, that you're talking about empowerment in an 80-year window around how social media plays out. I now have today a 17-year-old girl and I'm worried about this. So first, I, I made a rule a long time ago about like getting into people's business, not their marriages, not the way they raise children. But I will say this, yep. demonizing platforms that are exposing you, not changing you, is something I think parents need to be more thoughtful of in 2018. Right, mm-hmm. because because it's not it's not Snapchat. Like, like No, it, it's not Snapchat. It's just the platform that they're using to That's do right. these things. That's right, but then the That's question all. is why, and I understand the question, that. The question is why are they doing these things? For example, I ripped apart Pop- a mother. Popularity? Yeah, well, um, I'll, I'll, or something else. I ripped apart a mother privately who I'm an acquaintance with who got very upset about my points of view on social media and things of that nature and I was eating it but I was sitting on something and just to like play it out, 
Basically, I told her in not so many words, maybe if you didn't keep telling your daughter when she was eight, nine, 13, and 14 to get skinnier, maybe she would have mm-hmm. better self body image and maybe she wouldn't have played out that way. So parents love mm-hmm. to blame social media and they love to blame other kids, but they're not paying attention when they snap at their daughter when they're 11 and they're eating a cupcake and they're reinforcing to their daughter that that mother has judgment on that girl's body type. Correct, So Correct. I think, like, I, I think there's an unbelievable lack of uh, responsibility by parents right now mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know there's a lot going on and I just think a lot of parents don't want to take on accountability for what they they're don't. doing I, right Michelle you know this you're in the trenches no they pa- don't they absolutely don't want to take on accountability and they turn the other eye that's they right the other way social media the other thing. social media has been the punching bag current punching bag of parents who don't want to take accountability for the fact that they did not raise their kids with enough self-esteem to mm-hmm. be able to navigate in today's world. The end. Right, I, and by I the way, agree. And by Please. the way, Michelle, let me give you a counter argument real quick because this has turned into a very important conversation. Mm-hmm. What about- There's pan- so much more to talk here. This is there, just surface talk. <laughs> well, what's funny is we went down one route. I gave you the example of mom making daughter insecure, thus daughter's looking for positive reinforcement. Where's she gonna get it? From going scandalous to 15-year-old boy who gives her positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Let me go the other way. The mm-hmm. other thing that parents have to recognize is if you tell your kid that they're great at everything when they suck at singing, <laughs> or when you give them a ninth place trophy for tennis and make them everyone feel like they won. Trophy well, then <laughs> when everyone gets trophies, when they get to 15, yeah. 17, 19, 22, and the world kind of takes over and they're out of the parents' bubble, and they're like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I'm not the best, and I've never dealt with adversity, and my parents taught me that adversity is bad, all of a sudden they're crippled by adversity and they act out in a different way. This is a very, it, this is a very important Absolutely. time for parents to step up. Parents are becoming more removed and selfish about their own lives than ever because parents are younger than ever and they want to still keep on living. And so what they're yep. doing is they're pointing fingers at social media platforms and it's a very important subject that we need to talk about more. It is extremely important and this is surface talk and if you ever want to talk about it again, I have so much to say about it. <laughs> well, get, well before, listen, we're here and we're here right now. Yeah. Like, like, and, and honestly, I think it's important because look, maybe Ariel has to sell some books and, and, and I will tell you that knowing where she went with this book, this is a book that I think parents and kids both need to read because it's gonna give them insight. While we've, I, I want, I've been talking a lot because I'm very passionate about this. I'm gonna, I want baby Ariel to talk about the DMs yeah. she's getting from 13, 14, 15 year old girls and what they're saying about their parents. I'm gonna let her do that. But I'm not gonna, I'm yeah. gonna let you say something here, Michelle. Give me, you just said you have something else to say. Give me another data point of things that you find fascinating. Oh, well, I'm just referring to this. I'm recently divorced and I'm now I'm at a point in my life where I have to try to rebuild my life and and then make something for myself because in just a few years, my kids are often on their own. But yet it's this this push and pull because I don't want to give up my kids. And like, let's say use the word abandon. It's not the right word abandonment, but I still need to rebuild my life, but yet still continue to guide them to make sure that they're making the right choices in their future. I can't, you know, just walk away, but there's gotta be a balance there. That's, that's, such so, a good, between that's, your, that's such a good point. Between what you have to do professionally, the fact that you have to now play in a new personal environment and you need to be happy before you can any, bring any mm-hmm. happiness to your kids. I mean, to your point, right. all of these things are so circumstantial. I love when people like, point at other people and say they wish they were them, and I'm like, yeah, but tomorrow, that person could become terminally ill. Like, nobody right. knows anybody's details, and that's such a good point. Yeah. I mean, to me, to it's me, true. that's it's what- My friends laugh at me, they laugh at me because I've become a stair climber where I climb the World Trade Center, 
Um, I climb Empire State Building. Um, I just applied for the lottery for the Eiffel Tower. Oh, but then awesome. I'm, I go hot air ballooning. <laughs> I'm going to be in the Macy's Day Parade and carrying, holding on to one of those um, balloons uh-huh. in the Macy's Day Parade. And, you know, and I'm hiking. I'm doing all these things. And my kids are like, wow, Mom, that's so inspiring. And I, like, pull them along with me to, like, Love do it. these out-of-the-box type of things Love because that. I think it's really important not to be pigeonholed into everything. But I want to hear about the book. So. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the book for a second, because uh-huh. we'll close with that, tell me and tell everybody who's watching who have no idea, because 14-year-old Sally is sending you messages, they're not walking to their mom's room and saying, let me tell you everything. Uh-huh. What are the common themes when you read stuff about what kids are saying about their parents? About their I mean parents? It. Yes, it's, about their parents. I mean, it's a lot of, I think right now kids, a lot of pressure that they're getting from their parents to a lot of comparing their kids to other children based on what they see. I think parents are now on social media more and they see other kids. They go on Facebook and they see Stacy's kid and this person's kid and a lot of comparisons between, okay, why aren't you more like this person? And for this kid, they, being not comfortable with themselves, they go on social media and to find this, you know, their comfort, which I don't think is right. And they compare themselves again to another kid. They compare themselves to every social media, every magazine model, every single person on social media, and they're already getting their that pressure from their parents, and they're already getting the, what's it called, the comparison from their parents, and now they're, they're doing it to themselves, which I don't think is right, of course. I think you, to go on social media, one thing I learned is you have to be comfortable with yourself first and you have to be comfortable enough to put yourself out there as who you truly are or else the comments will get to you um and then I think also with more parents um just in terms of school they feel a lot of just pressure when it comes to school when it comes to why aren't you doing football or why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that why aren't you starting your own whatever because they see all these other kids doing certain things Right, and, and what's really interesting is they see all these other kids and people haven't quantified it. There are a couple thousand kids breaking out mm-hmm. and there's tens, if not hundreds of millions of kids. Mm-hmm. So like people are comparing themselves to the 0.1%. They don't understand the talent that is involved. We've quantified the talent of being LeBron James. We have not yet quantified the talent of being Baby Ariel. We haven't. Exactly. Like just to give you a, a nice like compliment, like we are not in a stage yet where we understand being an influencer and being a travel blogger <laughs> is work and talent. Uh-huh. And now because of the way I think a lot of social media influencers present themselves is, oh, here's my everyday life and here is me and blah, 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 blah. And this is what I'm doing. And parents don't understand why their kid can't do that, for example. And kids or, don't understand why they can't do that. Exactly, because they, they see they, us just being ourselves. Yeah, they and, think they're gonna go outside, take a picture of their first Instagram, put a really rad filter on it, add a couple cute words, and four minutes later, you know, you know, uh, Nerds Candy is gonna give them 50,000 bucks. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Michelle, thank you for calling. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Can't wait to see Michelle on the Macy's Day Parade. Uh, uh, let's sneak in one more phone call. I know we're running out of time, but let's sneak one more in. Uh, what haven't we touched on with the book? And pick up the book and support Baby Ariel. What haven't we touched on the book that you think might bring value? Who is the target reader for you? Or who is somebody who might get value from this that maybe people aren't thinking about? 
Um, let me think. How young do you think this book can go? Let's go there. I want to say. What's your gut tell you? Nine, eight, yep. around because it's not. I have a lot of stories in there about me. It's, but I think people can take those stories and they can see what I was feeling in that time and relate to what I was feeling. You know, it's not just about self-love, but it's also about school and, you know, your family, for example, and like family problems that I have, you know, about my grandparents and about dealing with friends and friend breakups, you know, when somebody isn't being nice to you. And you talking about boy relationships in there? Oh, 100%. About like this boy who wasn't treating me well. And I think Mm -hmm. kids now are getting into relationships younger Mm -hmm. and they can relate to, you know, friends being mean to them and boys not treating them treating them well and they can read this book and understand okay it's not i want them to read this book and know that it's not just you're going through it exactly then then, they can because i don't think a lot of kids now because of social media they are they isolate isolate themselves more and they're more into their phones and their youtube and they watch a lot more and they're on their phone and when they're not interacting with other people yeah but good news they were t- this notion, <laughs> guys, like I'm 42 years old. Like people went in the room, locked the door, watched MTV <laughs> and played Nintendo all day. Like I don't understand this Nirvana. Like I don't, there, unless you're 90 years old, <laughs> there, is, there is no Nirvana that kids went outside and played all day. Like Leave it to Beaver was 100 years ago like this notion that these parents of you right (laughs) i remember my favorite part of when you came out which was like oh because even earlier i was like us and i was talking like you and me are the same your parents were like younger than me Uh, like like, to me this notion if you're a parent of a nine to twenty year old you and i mean this this notion that you lived in this world where everybody went outside like let me tell you about the 80s no kid went outside because that's when kidnapping started and america's <laughs> most wanted started and everybody stayed inside what do you think happened with mtv people two way phones phone lines for girls like video games came out in the 80s like guys once and for all this go outside and play is <laughs> it's it's not been around for a very very, very, very long time. It's a long time since boys played stick boy, stickball in Brooklyn. We're talking about a time a long time ago. The social media demonization is laughable. It was called the television. It, here's what people did in 1984. They went in their room, they watched TV, they played video games, and you know what Instagram is? It's Seventeen Magazine and Vogue. They went through magazines over and, you know what your explore feature is on Instagram and your newsfeed is? It's a magazine. You know what's better about this magazine than the one I grew up with? The pictures change. Because you would look at the same source in Sports Illustrated and, and all the dog, I mean, it is time for us to put this to bed. They're, like this world that parents mm-hmm. have made up in their head that is their grand, you didn't, 49-year-old parent, you didn't live this world, your parents did. You've now made pretend because you're scared because you love your kids so much that you can't breathe and thus you go fearful. Mm -hmm. But I mean, enough of this like isolation. Kids were isolated. Guys, do you think grunge rock was? You know what happened in 1989 and 90? (laughs) All kids did was listen to depressing Go listen to Kurt Cobain, go listen to 
black hole sun. Like, what is the matter with everybody here? Kids are always isolated. They've mm-hmm. been isolated. What do you think the Beatles were? Like, what do you think is going on? This notion that anything's changed, kid, when you are 10, thir- when you are 13 to 20, a lot happens. The end. Mm-hmm. And what I'll tell you is, here's what's changed. Parents are either micromanaging their kids too much or not paying attention to them too much. Mm-hmm. We've lost balance at the parent level out of selfishness from parents and they want to blame Snapchat and Instagram. We need accountability on parents to get out of their kids' business or get into their kids' business because there's no balance, period. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Baby Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> Good, Robert? Hey Gary, hey Gary. <laughs> hey, man, sorry, sorry about that rant, man. <laughs> sorry about that rant. Because I, I totally agree with it. My daughter is uh, 11 turning 12, and she's very well known actually uh, through me through social media because I've had her on live streaming and other things. And she's really building on the old musically. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening. Keep going. Oh, okay. I, I saw the arm go across. Like maybe no, I keep was doing muted. the arm. The arms. The arms. Uh, you're on delay on video. Keep talking. We're live here, baby. That's okay. You know, on the radio, they used uh, to be like, turn down your, uh, turn down the audio. I'm telling you, I stop watching. Yeah, exactly. Stop watching the video. It's on delay. Keep talking. <laughs> go ahead. So, so she's been building on Musically, which uh, Baby Ariel and you probably know is now called <laughs> yes. TikTok. Yes. Yep. And they seem to be changing a lot of things. Of and I don't course. know if you're finding that also. That she, she she was building strong really fast. She's up to 1,100 followers. Good for her. She's mm-hmm. Trying to build her YouTube channel. I mean, you know, she started it last year, <laughs> and she, she's a singer like you, Aria. In fact, she's excited to see you tomorrow night in Livingston. Yes! Yay! I'm excited to see her. Tell her. <laughs> yep. I will. I will tell Raina to say hi. <laughs> hi, hi, Raina. <laughs> uh, but you know what is the? She's finding the struggles now because um, I don't know if you've seen it, Gary. That the bots are now starting to hit on Musically, where they the do the like bots. Oh, okay. The bots where they do a follow and then they unfollow. So yeah. she sees her numbers go up and down, up and down all the time. Brother, let me tell you and, something uh, right now. I'm going to cut you off. I apologize. You have no. to, at all costs, sit her down day after day, hour after hour, and tell her, and you have to eliminate her having any validation by engagement numbers or following count, mm-hmm. because if you allow her to care about it, it's game over. Yep, Brother, I promise you with all my heart, I want you guys to win. Finding validation from how many people follow you or how many people like your posts is the is the death trap of this game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that for me being someone on social media, that was one of the hardest hurdles that I had to get over. You know, it used to be where I would go online and look for sometimes my self-love and my confidence in the likes that I was getting. And sometimes they would go down, sometimes they would go up and you... I'm telling you right now, as someone who did care and has, as someone who got down on myself because of the likes and the numbers, you have to tell her that that does not matter because it goes in waves. And it, summer happens, for example, kids are on their phones more, the likes will go up. School starts, the likes will go down because they're at school more. Midterms are happening, the likes will, it goes in so many different and me, kinds and of waves. Me, and let me jump in here. The thing that really scares me, brother, especially for an 11, 12 year old girl, what, why you have to not allow them to be validated by this engagement 
is when they get sucked in, and by the way, 99% of people from the ages of nine to 99 are suckered by this, I'm telling you. I would argue that this has been the single biggest reason that I've been happy and successful, that I never was, because I knew that they were just a proxy and, and, and gamified and all this dirty stuff, engagement group, all the horse Here's what you're really gonna worry about. If she, if she starts worrying about um, engagement numbers and following, it's gonna lead her to doing things like showing more skin, being more like, you're gonna go to lowest common denominator things, you're, and then that's like cliche girl stuff. Forget about even that, both girls and boys, you're gonna go into things that are pandering for likes and you're gonna limit your creativity. I get excited, my team will tell you. I get excited when we do poorly in engagement because I know we took a creative risk or did something new and we learn from it. It's like science, the no's are sometimes better than the but when your self-esteem's wrapped into it, you mm-hmm. become one-dimensional. And all of a sudden, I get these DMs all the time, like like 31-year-old women saying like, Gary, I can't grow my account unless I show my And I'm like, don't show your unless you're in the showing business. <laughs> like, like you have to, I'm telling you right now, the reason I don't care about bots or anything else, they don't matter to me because that is not the currency. The currency is loving the process of what you're doing and then what are you actually trying to accomplish with all the attention and following? Are you building a business? Are you trying to become uh, a known expert in a field? Like what are you trying to do with it? It's depth versus width. You have to, brother, right now, off this phone call, you have to, and not in dad way of like, hey daughter, don't care about the likes <laughs> and, and followers. No, no, way deeper of like, let me tell you why the likes and followers don't matter. Because what we're actually trying to accomplish, if you wanna be a singer, it's not gonna be people get signed with five thousand followers, Justin Bieber only had 60,000 views on YouTube when Scooter signed him on his posts. So like, it comes in all shapes and sizes, but you will lose the self-esteem game if you value yourself based on likes and follows, and unfortunately 99% of people do. Mm-hmm. One thing that really helped me when I was you know, just starting, and my parents and I actually do this like pretty much every year, is when I or even when I'm low on myself, we'll sit down with a huge piece of paper and write down a game plan and my goals and what I want to work on, what what I want to get better at, and my demographic. Who am I trying to reach and what am I trying to do? Like, do I want the numbers or do I want five people? Let's pretend five people and I want to make those five people happy because everything will come organically and it's going to happen if you just have to remain true. and. Also, I don't want her, make sure, I don't want her to go online and get deeper into this hole of finding her validation on social media. Just like, just tell if she needs a break from social media, are that's you, fine. Are you 17? Yeah. Right, so let's use Baby Ariel, she's right here. Clearly her content is gonna be different. She's 17, she's Baby Ariel, let's play it out. Clearly her posts are gonna be different if she's looking for attention from boys and wants to like go that route versus she wants to be a dominant player for 12 year old girls. It's not super complicated. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it with Nickelodeon stars over and over and over again. They start their careers, they're of a certain mindset and age and ambition professionally and they crush it for eight to 13 year old girls and then after scratching that itch or achieving their goals and they're 17 or 18, Mm -hmm. they want to then get attention from boys and you can see the transformation happen in your eyes like literally black and white and so what's important about that just to use her as an example is 
Your content needs to speak for what you're trying to achieve. And so, and those things that you're trying to achieve change over time. And the cliche thing is, you go for that audience, then you go for, you know, let's just play it out. You go for those teeny bopper girls, then you go for boys, then you go back for the teeny bopper girls. Like you see it over and over again. The bottom line is, everybody's actions will play out in their posts. You have to watch them carefully. I don't need to like have every access to my kids' accounts. What they put out pu- publicly, and I have a big advantage. I knew about Finstagram when literally, you know, Finsta was like, <laughs> first it was called Finstagram uh-huh. five years ago. Now it's uh-huh. gained a lot of popularity because kids have left Snapchat and so Finsta matters more because really they used Snapchat as Finsta. Exactly. And so it's like really fun to watch it all evolve. Here's what I know. Kids are always gonna hide from parents and that's healthy. That's healthy. You just have to instill the right virtues and I promise you brother, you allowing your daughter to care about followers and likes is a very, very vulnerable place and you need to get out of that ASAP. Okay, you know, I try to tell her it doesn't matter all the time but it's hard at that age. But guess what? Yeah. You, you have to be re- you have to be it. religious about it, and and you calling this show and asking about the bops on Musically means that you're further into it than you should be. From my perspective, I could be wrong. You raise your daughter the way you want to, but I want you to win, and I like your vibe. And I'm telling you, that is the line in the sand. I, I brought it up only because that's what I, I do, similar to you, social media for a living. I so get it. I know about the bots. So and I guess was what? Like, I'm watching Great. this start Let's, coming on. Ready? Let's get rid of the kids. It's now me and you and talking about our careers. The numbers. Oh, I don't care about the numbers at all. Good. Then bots. Yeah. yeah. I, I personally don't, but it's trying to explain it to an 11-year-old sometimes. And, you know, because she's at that preteen. There's times I feel like I'm talking to a 30-year-old girl and many people, if they're watching Friends of This, of they course. see her all the time. Sometimes, times sometimes that, you know, she's 18, she's sometimes she's 18 months. That's right. Exactly. I get so it, brother. in between stage. <laughs> I get it, brother. Good luck, man. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. Bye-bye, Bye. Gary. Final thoughts, Ariel. By the way, are you ever gonna drop the baby part? I th- I've been thinking a lot oh about God. this from yeah. you. I was like, this was something I wanted to ask her. I was thinking about this. I was like, oh, she's gonna be like those rappers that have to drop like the prefix. Like, you know how like, I'm trying to think, who's a good one? Like, I'm not, there hasn't been a bunch, what? Yeah, Bow Wow. You know, like, like you know, like, you know, it's just fun when people have to drop like the Lil or the thing, you know, that yeah. is, you know, <laughs> have you thought about dropping it or do you want to go the other way and just own it in perpetuity? My, I think I'm gonna just, own it for now. <laughs> I mean, like, to, honestly, like, right now, it's who I am. It's working. Like, there's yeah. no, unless there's a real reason, like, okay. You, I agree. Like, it's, if it's working, it's working. More importantly, like, there's nothing wrong with it. I was just super curious if it's run through your mind. I mean, it has for sure because I'm almost 18 and okay, yeah. like, I'm not a baby anymore. Yeah, but I mean, what's good about baby, it's not like, it's like kind of like Lil, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, you can kind of like, as a matter of fact, I actually think maybe you should go deeper into it so that every kid coming up uses baby the way everyone used Lil. Yes, yeah, so hopefully, I don't know. I assume there are a something. bunch, right? There has to be a bunch of nine-year-old girls named like Baby, baby Sarah. Yeah, I saw like a few like Instagram kids on like, you know who got like yeah. the Instagram and their name was like ba- oh, I forgot what their baby, baby something yeah. exactly yeah and I was like okay if if we can make it a thing like let's just make it a thing I remember a couple of people did the two silent e's in business because I did it with Gary V and I literally DM'd him like no 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 I'm like that was a huge mistake of mine <laughs> silent v silent vowels are like terrible like like get out of it yeah. and like so anyway it's really great to have you so nice to be here thank what's you what's your question me. of the day guests get to ask the question day what's your question for the Vayner Nation ooh. 
I guess, what are you passionate about and what do you want to, what do you dream about? What do you want to perceive and what's your passion? Love it. Yeah, that's my question. (laughs) You keep asking questions, we'll keep answering them.